Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio program. And today what we're doing is a narcissistic central episode and this is support for narcissistic abuse and how to source that support and what to do for self. And Nancy Nissler and I are going to be doing this show today. So a big welcome to any new listeners and also uh, regular listeners that may be listening to the show live or may uh, pick it up later in archives. And remember, you can mark this show as a favorite and then you're always going to be notified about what shows are coming up and what you might be interested in listening to. And it, look, it really is um, a great resource because you can always go back through archives either on the radio show page um, at uh, either at, the, at um, the Snap Out of It Network, which is a fabulous network run by D.D. Mercer Morfitt and there's lots and lots of great shows and things that you can tune into or you can also go to my media page at www.melanietoniaevans.com and you can go through the big list of shows that are there and, and many of the other resources and a lot of the resources are to do with narcissism. There's lots of free articles and things you can read on my website to really help expand your knowledge towards narcissism and you can also uh, download a free ebook from my website in order to uh, be a member of the free newsletter that comes out once a week which will keep you up to date as well. So we can always get to the resources definitely and that's what we're going to be talking about today is about support and what is appropriate support for recovery from narcissistic abuse. So, hi Nancy, how are you going? Good, Melanie, how are you? Yeah, look, I'm great, thank you. I've got a little bit of a confession to make. It's one o'clock in the afternoon and I have been so busy with clients this morning by Skype and phone and doing stuff and working, but I haven't had a shower and I'm still in my jammies. <laughs> well, obviously you're getting out and doing the right I'm stuff anyway so. 
I know. I can't believe I'm admitting that on air. And I went down to get some quick food before. And mind you, it was healthy. It was Red Roof to drive through. And I put on a jumper to <laughs> hide my jammies. Goodness. So yep. you can see, even empowered women don't have showers until, well, it's going to be 2 o'clock when I do. But, you know, that's <laughs> what we do when we're busy. And that's it. <laughs> but I still love myself and I'm and I'm empowered. So, you know, it's that freedom of being able to do what we can. And it all Exactly. That's right. Yes, and it's, that's right. And it's so not about it's having to conform to anybody else's ideas. Oh, so. love it. That's exactly what I meant to say. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the freedom to be and do who you want to be and do. And I love that. So... In this show, Nance, you and I, we're going to be talking about the necessary journey in order for people to recover from the devastating and shell-shocking trauma of narcissistic abuse. And this is a journey we have both done. And we're going to be looking at what avenues are healthy and which aren't and how you can align yourself with empowerment in order to recover and move on rather than risking the negativity and the victimhood that we can get stuck in, which is one of the big, big phenomena of narcissistic abuse. So this show is about explaining to you the vital difference between remaining the victim or undergoing the journey of empowerment and how you can make choices that are going to create real healing results. And that's going to give you the best opportunity to recover and expand into the life and the love that you truly deserve. So that's what this show is going to be all about. Now, there is a ton of people in the chat room, which is great because, you know, we always definitely uh, we always definitely attract, you know, that sort of thing with these narcissistic shows. It's a very, very big topic. So for you people in the chat room, please, any questions that you can put up that, you know, as we're talking, I'm watching the chat room so I can I can answer those and we can put those to Nancy as well and we can work with any of those sort of questions. So Nancy, you know, to start off with, when we discussed this show, what I really wanted to talk about was the sort of resources that are out there and I really wanted to highlight uh, the differences with narcissistic abuse recovery in regard to the essential moving on that is very, very necessary or if we stay stuck in the narcissistic mark. And the thing is, yeah. at, the, at the beginning of the journey, it is vital, most definitely, to understand what the phenomena of narcissism is and how narcissists think so that we can really be working towards a level of acceptance of knowing that narcissists aren't like normal people they don't think or operate like we do. And, of course, on a human level, initially, that's incomprehensible, you know. It's, it's incredibly um, shell-shocking. It's incredibly traumatic what you do experience in a narcissistic relationship. And, you know, there's many, many hooks of us trying to win the battle, fix it, stay sane, even work out that we're not losing our minds. There's so many aspects that keep us stuck in it. So we've really got to find out what narcissism is because it doesn't fit into 
the normal human comprehension of humanity. It doesn't. It's another universe. And that's correct. And I mean, I think like you and even like me in the beginning there, when, when I was first trying to find out information, you know, on it, when I was sort of twigging that maybe there was something to this, there, there was very little out there. And, you know, this is going yeah. back a few years. But n now, I mean, you know, there's just been an explosion over the last couple of years. And I think the reason is, just like you say, is, is we actually go through that stage of, you know, obsessively needing to know what this phenomena is and how it actually works. Yes. And, and so, because you know, I mean... You go, keep going. Sorry, no. No, you keep going, what were you saying? Well, I think, you know, like even out there, obviously now there is a lot of information, but obviously it really does focus a lot more on the narcissist, but not so much on, on the victim and what happens to them. And um, I think there's probably a bit of a, a lack out there of that because you, you, get yeah. into, you can get into a cycle, what I've found, of, of you know, what they do rather than what we can do for ourselves. And most of the information seems to be skewed yeah, but it's it, most of the information seems skewed in the one direction. Yes. I agree. I, I, I totally agree. And uh and look I know with us and with a lot of people, until you stumble across the word narcissism or maybe a counsellor will say, Look, I think you're you might be dealing with narcissistic personality disorder. And look, the scary thing is, is narcissistic personality disorder is actually being taken off as a clinical diagnosis. So, and this is why it's very, very important to get the right information and the resources out there because I really stand behind, I don't care what personality disorder it is, but if you've got somebody with lack of conscience and self-entitlement, who is damaging other people trying to get their needs met, to me that's narcissistic. That's right, yes. Whether so, it's yes, you know, personality I, I, disorder, histronic, whatever it is, it's unhealthy yes. and it rips people apart. That's yes. right. So, but, yes. um, but this yes. information, and, sorry, this is what always happens when both of us can't see each other. We should <laughs> no, then we both can't. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's really important that, yes, you do. You and, and look, the whole society impression of narcissism, I know before I knew the deep intricacies of it, I thought a narcissist was just somebody who was up themselves, who was a negative, who loved themselves. That's right. You know, mm. yes, yes. And there's so much more to it. And when you do really understand it, it's, it's, it is a phenomenon. It's actually very, very specific. You know, it's very specific. When you understand the dynamics of it, it's like when I'm working with clients, I can finish off their sentences for them because mm. that self-entitled, um, false self, hugely egoic separation from source and self and compassion and empathy creates a dynamic that is actually very consistent with every narcissist I've found. Yeah. So what yeah. we're going to be, you know, what we're talking about today is what happens when people, you know, realise they're being abused and they realise this could be a narcissistic relationship that they're in. 
Now, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of resources out there. Well, actually, there's not a lot of resources, but there is a lot of information. And there's also, too, forums. And a lot of people initially go to forums. Now, my belief is that forums initially to understand some dynamics and intricacies of narcissism can be useful, most definitely. But there's also a big problem, and, and, and Nancy, you've been intimately involved with this, you know, a lot more than what I have. I've, I've had a few... Um, I've had a few uh, goes in, in, in forums and, you know, this was absolutely at the stage where I had become empowered, I had done a lot of work on myself, I had really taken responsibility for, for, for my codependencies and lack of boundary function that got me into a narcissistic relationship and I was definitely in the gift of my own empowerment by the time I hit those forums, really wanting to lead other people out of the narcissistic muck into their empowerment and what was really very sad was I got attacked. I got I yes. got really really, really attacked. And I didn't and, take and it personally. That no, that was um very, very interesting that even even the first time I went on the forums I'd I'd was only six weeks into finding out about this and obviously I'd come through you and done done a couple of healings. So my, my perspective actually changed fairly quickly, and when, but I still, you know, wanted to know all the ins and outs of what this thing was. And I, I went onto these boards, and it was really interesting because where I went, these people were so stuck in victimhood. And I suppose I spent a fair bit of time on these boards, but really my, what I learned from them was how not so much about the narcissist side of things, but how the victims actually what happens to them when they don't move on and really I did the same thing or similar thing to you I looked at these people and said look just try this and you know it's just it just speeds everything up makes everything easier and I got attacked for the same thing and one of the things about the early stages of these people trying to find out about narcissists is they're very raw they become very um, suspicious of everybody and yeah. They don't actually realise it, but they're actually becoming quite borderline themselves. So yes. they're very, very hard to, uh, how would you say, try and offer them a new way of looking at something. And and I, yeah, I actually found that um, even though being on the board, so I, you know, I sort of stopped pushing, say, like, like, you know, say, try this sort of healing or do this or do that, and I stopped doing that, but I'd just start talking to people. And it was really like trying to change their perspective of taking it off narcissism, like, yeah, find out about it, but let's not focus on what, you know, he did all the time, let's look at you, and, and trying to turn, turn their focus back to themselves. But it was very, very difficult to do. And every now and then, you know, you'd see you'd see someone start to turn around. But it was it was such a long, drawn out process that you sort of thought mm. there is a, such a faster way of doing this. But mm. when you mention it, it's sort of like, oh, well, you know, you know, um, it's sort of, yeah, oh, they, you know, hocus pocus, mumbo jumbo sort of stuff starts getting said. But then when you stay on the boards long enough you actually see that the, the, the people can't stay there very long. It's sort of like about, what, three or four months? 
and they have yeah. to move on because if they stay on the boards, they stay stuck in that place of victimhood. And even though, you know, like they do start, what, this, this is just my perspective, even though they do start to move on, it's very slow. And, um, and then they feel like, well, where else do I go with this? And the, the boards don't offer anything after that. So all you get is, um, uh, and I'm, look, I'm not trying to knock the boards. I think, you know, they really do, do try to do a really good job. And yeah. being that initial, uh, that initial lifeline out there, you know, I mean, I think that's quite critical that people are finding out, you know, that they're, they're not insane, <laughs> I suppose. But yes, it and they're not sort of needs... that so many people are in the same boat. That's right. And I mean, I, I suppose for all of us, you know, we look at this and you know, oh my God, I didn't realise it was so huge. So exactly. Um, mm. And so, and I suppose then, then when you do realise it's so huge, you know, you just got to, you have a desire to help people. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and I. I what we do. Mm. And so, you know, I, I, I ended up having a run-in on a particular board and I sort of, it was, it, was, it, was, it was victims playing out victimhood, which I really don't know. I think it went a bit beyond that. Um, I saw yeah. it happening and I just pulled out. And I, I actually went looking for another board at that point, you know, just to have a look around. And, and a couple of the other boards, and I don't know whether they were the same people or, but the same sort of things were getting said. There, there is another yeah. healer out there. Her name is Kalia LaRoche, and that, how I found her was um, was on another board, and she was being totally hammered. Like this, this woman thinks, you know, that she can just write a CD and we're going to feel better. And so I went yeah. and checked her out, and I thought, no, she actually looks all right. But yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and, and at that point, I just pulled out completely. I sort of thought these people are, are, are wearing their victimhood like a badge. It's sort yeah. of like, and even the ones that did want to move on, they were being kept there by, by these others that said, "Oh no, this is this is where we are. This is as far as we go." Yeah. So I think that's where you know you see the dangers of what can happen out there, as in yeah. as in a process of, of of healing, you can you can really get stuck by other people. So. I agree. I agree, mm. and uh, yeah, that that was definitely my experience. You know, when uh, when I authentically went on and shared my part in what I believed um, and what I know to be true, in as far as you know the reasons why I did sustain a narcissistic relationship, what I've discovered about myself, and how to empower that. You know, and and I, and I think what is a shame is that a lot of the people on the narcissistic forums that are actually running them and heavily involved in them are not liberated out through their experience and they're not liberated enough to, you know, move people up into that space with them. And a lot of them, you know, even a long period of amount of time, you know, down the path, what they're really saying is, well, I had no part in this. I was just lined up by a narc and, you know, there was nothing I could do about it. And then I was hooked into it and abused. And, you know, really, I was completely powerless. Now, we absolutely end up powerless in narcissistic relationships. And it's not about positioning blame. It's about positioning responsibility. Because whenever exactly. we do stand back and we look out into the world and say, well, I was just a total victim, that happened to me, well, then... 
you know, we've got to wait for life and people and stuff to change before we can be safe. And the reality is good and evil both exist. They do. And the sooner we accept that and know that to be true, the sooner we can look at empowering ourselves so that we know the difference and what we will and won't participate in, which comes back to healing codependency and creating a good empowered boundary function. Now, until those things happen within ourselves, we aren't safe. We, we can be powerless to life. We can get sucked in, we can get mined, we can be manipulated, lied to, abused. And that was my previous life. But, you know, when we sort that out, and codependency has been positioned as all sorts of things, and initially what it was was if you were to grow up in a family with an alcoholic parent, you became a codependent. Now, what I believe codependency is, is when we hold other people or situations responsible for the well-being of our life and hand our power over to outside of ourselves to say, my life depends on whether or not you do or don't get your act together. And when we're operating as a codependent, we are powerless. And it is a total illusion. Because the truth of the matter is, your life, your happiness and your creation of it does not depend on whether a specific person does or doesn't get their act together. And there's a really logical, simple reason for that, because there are other options. You live in, in a world where there are other options, and there are options of healthy, emotionally mature individuals. And, you know, I'm lucky enough, in inverted commas, that luck actually had nothing to do with it, to now have one of those specimens, a genuine, loving, supportive, <laughs> honest individual as a life partner. The reason being is because I took responsibility and I changed my life. I changed me. I can't change the narcissist. I can't change narcissists in the world, but I can empower myself and others to say you know what that is so not my reality anymore I'm going to if I can identify that and know what that is I don't have to participate That's, I'm not going to let things damage me anymore I will walk away and say I'm full and happy enough in myself to not make my life reliant on you and that's how we heal codependency and unfortunately, these boards, what's going on there is people, and, and this was my really short, limited experience on boards before I was basically booted off, because I was, was about um, there's no hope for me. How dare you try to tell me that I um, can find an empowerment gift in this? You know, I had nothing to do with it. I was totally victimised. I was lined up. I will never, ever get over what happened to me. Um, and it was just on and on and on. It was all that sort of stuff. And that stuff, there is no way through to the outside, to the other side from that stuff. And believe you me, I was there. You know, when I came out and of my... And that's the thing. I mean... Yeah, I was there. I mean, I just just want to sort of jump jump in there, like with the boards. Please. I mean, you actually notice that most of the, you know, they're lovely women. I mean, they, you know, they have been smashed up, but they're um, they 
we all actually share a lot of common ca- characteristics. And one of the things is we're very highly empathetic people. But you actually be too empathetic, you actually, you, you, you're standing in, in um, come get me, victim land. And with yeah. a lot of these women, look, yeah. and what you're saying is, well, I was lined up, I didn't do anything wrong. I was the good person, he was the bad person. Yes. But it has to go a little bit beyond that, rather than saying, well, you know, poor me, poor me, poor me, is, is, is why did you allow yourself to be in that position for so long? And it's That's sort of wrong. like, rather than sitting there and saying, well, you know, woe is me, it's sort of like, hang on, well, let's reverse this a bit and have, have a look at it and say, no, there's, it's not, you can't walk away and say, I didn't play a part, I didn't have any control whatsoever, because every time you decide to stay with this person, you are exercising your own control. And That's yes, exactly yes, right. you know, and like going back and saying, yeah, okay, we're, we're, we're generous, we're kind, we're empathetic, we're, you know, all of these things, but... Yes. In in some respect, you know, you look at look at the the narcissist on the one end is you know someone that's probably you know rather taunt, rather shredded on the insides and they really don't have access to that part of themselves. And you look at us on the opposite end of the spectrum, and we 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 completely overdo it. So you know, going back so, to the codependent, you know, and we, yeah. we can all say, oh look at me, I'm an empath, I'm I'm I'm, I'm this wonderful person, but that can go way too far. And uh, I think what happens on the boards is is you get they they can get wrapped up in that too. Look at me, I'm you know we're all wonderful people. Well, yeah, that's great. Okay. But um, you know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. And I want to really shock people here, shock people into awareness, because this shocked me in a good way when I realised it. There is only one difference fundamentally. It's a generic difference, but I'm going to explain it between a codependent and a narcissist. Both. The yep. codependent and the narcissist feel emptiness. Feel yes. like they need things outside of themselves to feel okay, healthy and full and safe. Now, we all the narcissist and the codependent have that inner emptiness. And I know I did before my relationship and I know every woman that's come forward and man that's come forward to me for help that has liberated and healed this has totally admitted that on their own, within themselves, they did any, and in relation to, you know, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, and I want to add more to that with a healthy, loving, supportive relationship, they weren't there. Now, narcissists, every single day of their life, are like black, empty holes that need attention to feel better. Codependence need to be loved, they need to be recognised, they need to feel good about themselves from the outside in. Narcissists do it as narcissistic supply, codependents do it as, you know, I want people to like me, I give to get, um, I want people to think I'm a great person. Codependents need that confirmation and approval. Narcissists need attention, so they both have that inner emptiness. Now, the only this is the significant difference: a narcissist will fill his void in malicious ways. So, let's say a narcissist in the morning wakes up with that empty black hole, and he feels like a drug addict that's drying out. He needs to get supply. So, his thing is, is I'm going to get out into the world 
and I'm going to mine and take energy or resources or whatever it takes. And I'm a pathological liar, so I will use whatever is necessary to get attention. Good or bad, I don't care. It makes me feel significant and it fills my hole. So that's what the narcissist does. The codependent has a conscience and the codependent is a good person. Narcissists only sidle up with people that are good people. Okay, so what happens there is the codependent, especially when they've been further drained by the narcissist and sucked dry, which makes the inner emptiness even worse. The codependent, because they've got a conscience, is more likely to lie in bed under a doona and cry all day and barely function because they don't have that lack of conscience to say, you know what, I'm going to go out into the world and get my needs met and I don't care how I do it. That's the only difference. So when you are actually in an interaction with a narcissist and you end up, you actually end up feeling like the narcissist does, that empty black hole that you are feeling inside, that empty shell feeling, which is just phenomenal, is exactly what the narcissist lives with every single day, except you are not going to go out and mine that energy, that attention you need to fill it without conscience. So, you know, when you're in with a narcissist, he's going through life mining and taking and lying and manipulating and deceiving you know, so he's always getting the quick fix, the quick fix, the quick fix, which actually, like any drug, wears off very, very quickly when you're not, because it doesn't hold, you know, the level drops. So he just keeps doing that. Whereas the codependent falls into a screaming heap without the ability to be able to fill that hole. And the whole lesson and gift in that is the codependent is coming back to the place where they always would need to go which is to learn to fill the hole themselves. Now, this is one other major difference between the narcissist and the codependent. The narcissist actually does not have the resources, the connection to source energy, truth, compassion, empathy, and humanity has actually no ability to fill that hole by himself. That's why he's a vampire in life. The codependent does. And that's why the codependent can get the most incredible gift out of this is all of this was always about filling that internal hole and space yourself. And that's what it is. And, and, so and, and look, you know... It, sorry, yeah, no, what, what you're saying, and one of the things, you know, and I know you, you know you know a little bit of the research I was doing on some stuff, and one of the big things yeah. that did strike me in the end was was those similarities between a codependent and a narcissist. And I mean, I... I and, and look, you know, whatever happens with, with why narcissism develops in the first place, it's probably early childhood or whatever, but, you know, a codependent stuck in that place for long enough starts to go down the same path as the narcissist if they, um, if they don't do something to turn back to themselves. If they, they can actually start copying a narcissistic type of personality because they believe right. that, oh, well, whatever, you know, he, that he's right in what he does, so therefore I have to change. So unless they... they narc, when you're battling a narc, sorry? when you're battling a narc, you start behaving yes. like a narc. 
You know, That's I don't right. know how many clients that, you know, in and I did it too, in the retaliation for justifications, you start behaving yep. like an angry little five-year-old. That's right. Because you're on the same playing field with the narc. But because the narc has no conscience, those there's no boundaries on that playing field. It's as wide as he wants to take it. You know, and there are certain points that you will and won't go to because somewhere your conscience is going to kick in. But those lines are going but, to stretch. You know, and, and I think and that's you, do, you know that that's actually that's actually the point where where you know someone who's a victim actually gets to the point where they start looking at themselves and they they're watching their own behaviour and they're going, hang on, I'm not this person. Why am I behaving like this? And I suppose that's when things start to click into place that there's something really, really wrong here. Where obviously, you know, a narc is just so used to behaving like that that they don't really give it a second thought. Well, that's right. And so it's I... their reality. And, and as far as they're concerned... I have spoken to narcs in narcissistic injury, and I've said this before on radio programs, and they have given me rendition of behaviour that, to me, makes me want to go and throw up for two hours. And to mm. them, because I have a conscience, but to them, it's totally acceptable. Yeah. It's just what you do. You know, so this playing field that you're on with the narc... You know, it's like being in a boxing ring as a five foot two skinny person with Muhammad Ali. You're not a match <laughs> for that. You've got to become no, evil and soulless to compete. You know, and you're not that. So you can't win. And it's interesting because when I see with clients, and I tried to do it a few times too, when they try to manoeuvre or one-up him or her, and, you know, cordon him off into a corner or expose him or her or do whatever, as soon as their back is turned, the narc has morphed into a bigger monster and will do something even more atrocious that will throw them into the next spin. So you can't win. This is actually, this was never about winning. This was not about defeating the narc. This was about claiming yourself. So... You know, on those forums, and the emotional body is a very interesting thing when you understand it vibrationally. It's an incredible thing, and this has been proved scientific, and it's really quite logical. Because if you think about it, if you think about something that happened to you a week ago and it was highly traumatic, your body will react as if it's happening right here, right now. So, you know, that's right. So the forums are banging on, which is great, about no contact and how important that is. And in fact, it's vital to recover. Vital. My clients that are recovering are the ones that can hold no contact, the ones that dip back in. It's like getting off heroin and then going and having another hit. You're right back to square one a lot of the time. You know, but they're banging on about no contact, which is right, but yet they're banging on about what Bernard did to them over and over and over again. Now, even though he's not there physically doing it, he may as well be. You know, if somebody somebody hits you once and you think about it or talk about it a thousand times, they have punched you a thousand times. It's no different. And the, and the thing about these boards, you know, to follow, you know, just expand on that a bit, is um, narcissistic abuse is, is, comes out of a textbook. It's um, 
it's the same from person to person. I mean, you know, you know, there might be differences, or it went a bit further, or you know, different things happen. But really, you know, it, it's the same experience over again. You know, they, they they can come out with the same phrases, they can say the same things, they can actually react exactly the same way. So. When you're on those boards and you're reading what happened to somebody else, the first thing you, you're going to do is relate it to your own experience. And as soon as you relate it to your own experience, like you said, you're reliving the whole thing. So yes. while, you know, people are sort of, you know, venting and getting their stuff out, you, you know, this, this venting area really needs to be separated from what, what other people want to talk about because, mm-hmm. and there'll be, you know, particular women that the, Anything that gets said on the board, they will relate it to something that happened to them. Every single yeah. comment just about. And it's sort of like, while you're doing this, you're not going to move. You are staying stuck in that particular spot. And when you're actually on the boards, and even if you sort of moved on and you just want to help somebody, you know, like, you know, you sort of tend to follow somebody's story and you, you actually see them moving on a bit and you think, oh, this is good because, you know, they're getting over this and that, going that. so you just want to give them another push, you know, to sort of say, go in this direction or have a look at, have a look at it this way. But when yeah. you're on those boards and you, and you keep reading this stuff and you, 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 you're just relating it back to yourself and you just go, you just go backwards. And I, I, can, I, I can get on there for a couple of hours, I read, and I just have to walk away from it because you just start going yourself all, all, all the stuff that you've done yourself is um it, it, it's like it's like you know contact again so to speak you, you're yeah, just going back is. down that spiral it is it is and i've no, you know and i've noticed with my clients it's sad to say this but it is true is the ones that use the boards and, I, and I, I'm sad to say this, but it is true. The one that you, ones that use the forum boards after the initial realisations and go back in there and start talking to people are the ones that I have to pull out and vibrate out of their muck over and over and over. Absolutely. And it's true. Yeah, because that's right. The, the, I even find that, like, you know, I, I can read something, I can actually get really, like, quite upset over it. And then once I start, and I always gauge in how I'm feeling myself, because as soon as I start to do that, I know I have, I have to pull out and I have to go and get rid of that again because, because if I don't, you, you, it's sort of funny because you start to see where the people that don't do that, they don't step away and, you know, like, how, how they're getting stuck in that, that, Three years like, is, is, is common that they're saying it takes that long to heal. And it doesn't have to be that long. Well, but I'm sorry, but that's seems absolute to be the... rubbish. That is and absolute uh, rubbish. that's what I mean. It does not have to be that long. But if you come in and say, look, you can get through this a lot faster, you're the one that's, yes. what, talking mumbo-jumbo. And you sort of think, well, try it. But yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. And that was actually part of the experience I had on the narcissistic forums was very much about, well, you know, there's this deprogramming process and you have to get it out and you have to get it out. Well, you know what? The, what's going on there is the same story over and over and over a thousand times. It is you know, the same story over and over. It is. So what this is about is getting resolution and resolution is acceptance. And when you can understand the narcissism phenomena and the dynamics and what goes on 
in regard to narcissism and then get your focus on empowering yourself, you come to an acceptance. The narcissist is what he was. He did that because he's a narcissist. And that's why he did it. And that's not what I want as my reality. And I'm going to empower myself, make myself narc-proof, get on with life and heal my codependencies. And then there's no need to go back over and over and over and over and over the same ground. And as far as I'm concerned, and actually to one of the narcissist uh, operators that um, you know, I had, I had a little clash with, I said to her, the narcissist is still winning. He is still getting yes. the attention. Yes. You know? And do you know what? If we all got our attention off narcissists and said, yes, they do exist, there are narcissists, and they're soulless, and it's evil, right? Without a charge on it, and said, well, that's not my reality. I'm creating a much better one. If we all did that and stopped banging on about the narcissist, I tell you what, narcissism would die out because they wouldn't be mining attention, pain, anguish and torment which makes them feel incredibly wonderful about themselves. They wouldn't be gaining that anymore. They'd have nothing to mine. That's how you beat narcissism. You know, a narcissist stalking those forums would love it. Look oh, at what they would and person. I often think that, you know. Yeah, look what we do. Look, have a look at these. Yeah. You know, yeah. And and look, I I actually went on some. I've actually been on some forums like like um, which which were actual narcissists and sociopaths, and you know to sort of you know yep. to see what's going on in their head. And all you have to do is look at a couple of those, and you think, well, you know, the last thing we want to be doing is banging on talking about them all the time. So exactly, it's, um, exactly, yeah. Exactly. So these people are still, you know, and for listeners, please, don't think for one moment, I'm not empathising with you and I don't know what you're going through because I did it at high suicidal level. I absolutely know what it's like and I know you've got to talk about it and I know you've got to get it out and I know you've got to do all of those things and, you know, and I am one of the most empathetic, compassionate listeners that you could ever imagine with my clients. But my goal is always firm and my goal is let's get your understanding, your acceptance going, let's get you at peace with that and then let's get you off the narcissist into the creation of your great, fantastic, amazing life. Because isn't that what we all want? And it is. There's nothing exactly. else that we want. You know. So if you think, that, and it, absolutely, if you go to counsellors and if you go to standard psychology and if you go on the forums, you will be told time and time again that it will take you years and you may never recover, etc., etc., etc. Well, my experience with hundreds, if not thousands of people, is that is fooey. That is completely false. And if you want to accept that reality, well, you can. I mean, I, I, my reality where I ended up, I was told I would need years of total rest that I may never recover and I would need three antipsychotics that I would have to take to have any chance of being a normal human being. Now, I defied all of that. And when I found the way to defy all of that, it actually wasn't hard. 
it wasn't hard. But these sort of solutions about empowering yourself, which was always the gift, and I will use that word of narcissistic abuse, to bring you home to yourself and create a great life, those, the, the contemporary path doesn't work. It doesn't work. You need solutions, and it's not because I'm espousing that I'm the only way or anything like that. I'm so not. You know, if you were to go to empowerment seminars, if you were to read the right books, spiritually empowering books that give you back to yourself, if you were to take, rather than sitting on, you know, and having chats with somebody else that's been victimised, if you were to go and have a bath and meditate, if you were to, you know, get up and make you start making yourself healthy juices and start giving to yourself and filling yourself with love and respect and support, you're going to heal. But you've got to pull your finger out and go, do I want to stay battered and shattered? I did for 18 months. That was long enough. And it nearly took me either into an institution or in a coffin. Do you want to do that? Or do you want to say, I'm going to go after getting me and feeling me and creating a great life because I promise you it works. And that's the only way you are going to heal narcissistic abuse because it is a make or break deal. There is nothing, and my life's been tumultuous up until I changed it. It had been tumultuous my whole life. There was nothing that even came close to the effects of narcissistic abuse in as far as inner devastation and torment. It's, it's off the Richter scale. And so total, total loss of self, yeah. Absolutely. And and you know and that's that, that's one of the things because you see where the, these women are that they 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 don't even have any idea who they are anymore you know and and we both know what the, what what that's like to get to that place and you know yeah, I mean when you don't even know how to boil a kettle anymore that's yeah, right absolutely. and you know you, and you you go go and look in the mirror and all you see is is a complete stranger staring at you with vacant eyes and you go oh. what the hell happened to me. And, you know, it's sort of like, why, once you, like, I, I think for a long time I, did, I couldn't even see myself in the mirror anymore. It was just, you know, a, a, whatever it was. And when I, when I um, finally went back and I had a look in there and I thought, oh, my God, I'm in there somewhere. <laughs> Where the yeah. hell have I gone? Yeah. And uh, yeah. you, you see it with these women, but it's sort of like the separation is so great that um, they they just don't know how to turn around and look at themselves. And sometimes, you know, on the forum, I'll just say something simple, like, you know, someone's crying all day and all night and all week or whatever, and, you know, they just can't get out of bed or do something. And you go, just try something for me. I want you to go into the mirror, go and have a look in the mirror. And, and just yeah. imagine that that person you're looking at was your best friend. It's not. Oh, and what would you say to her if you knew that this happened to her? And exactly. sometimes you need to do something that dramatic just to get them to say, yes. hang on, look at yourself. And, it's, yes. you know, it's, it's little things like that. And, of course, people come back to me and say, oh, you're very insightful. But I, I, actually, found my, I actually thought myself rather fortunate because when I first went looking for help, the first person I found was you. So I didn't have to go through all that to... Um, Start my healing, so to speak. So yes. I, I guess yes. I, you know, I, I felt very lucky. But it, because I did those healings, yes. what it did is it sped everything up. 
So yes. what you see, what I watch these women go through over months and months happened in, what, days for me. Yes. So, yes. Which is and, and, you know, and it wasn't just the healings, it was in between the healings. It was just sort of like, you know, it just, it just happened very, very quickly. And that's where, you know, you're trying to turn around and say, look, you can do this a lot faster. You don't have to wallow in this stuff for this long. But it's, yeah, it's like, like you said, we both had the experience that everybody's suspicious of anything that's yes. not, what, traditional, um, yes. doesn't come from a PhD, <laughs> yes. and yeah, might absolutely. be a little bit, yeah, it's sort of uh -huh. like, well, you know, you, you need all the research to back up what you're doing. Well, I sort of thought, well, ask some of, some of the clients, because we'll tell you. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly, and the testimonies are there to see. They really are. There's been a question in the uh, in the chat room. Mel, can you talk a little bit about your spirituality prior to your narc relationship and how it played a part in your ability to move on? Also, how do you suppose that you came to see that relationship as a gift in your life? Thank you. More than happy to answer that. Definitely, I'd been a spiritualist for a long time before um, I was involved in my narc relationship. I'd, I'd always loved that side of life and I thought that there was something deeper and more profound to what you see is what you get. And, you know, some books that really changed my life, probably the most profound book, and that was years before it happened, was Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. When I read those books, book one, two and three, I actually, it was like, wow, I've just had all of the questions answered that I believed about life. And it just blew my socks off. It really did. And and I, I guess I embraced that. I think I already knew it, but it, it put it into some sort of structure for me that I could really understand. So I'd always believed there was a bigger picture. I'd always believed that things happen for a reason. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and also too, I was teaching spirituality for years before my NARC experience. But what I hadn't yet... Uh, got out of spirituality. I was a bit in the fluffy new age spirituality, which is just a good person and good person people, things are going to happen to you. I hadn't under, understood. Um, I was a typical codependent. I was giving a lot of myself but not giving to myself. I didn't want to say no. I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to um, experience abandonment or criticism or rejection. So I was handing my power over a lot. I hadn't got that part of it, you know. So, so the narcissistic experience, um, look, absolutely it was a huge gift because the things I hadn't realised about self-empowerment, which is about loving self first, absolutely. Um, of course not in a narcissistic way, but you know, when you're full and you're connected and aligned with truth and life, then you are a force and a source that can give abundantly to others, but not from a place of need, not I'm giving to you because I don't want you to criticize me, abandon me or reject me, just because it's an extension of me and it lifts people up into the space where I am. You know, with codependence, when we're loving and giving and we hang on, really what we're saying, and I have to confront this in myself, is I am too scared to live my truth because of what I might lose. So I'm going to hand my power over and hope other people will supply it for me. So I was way too, as a codependent, I was way too involved in what other people thought of me, um, how they would treat me rather than how I would treat myself. 
So now as an empowered person, not living through a codependent lens, my truth is I'm totally comfortable with who I am. What you think of me is none of my business. What is important is what I think of me. So things that are going to match my vibration and my truth are going to fill my life. And if they don't, I don't care. If other things um, aren't my truth, well, then I just don't participate or they can move on because it's not what I want anyway. So, you know, this incredible freedom happens as a result of cleaning up your codependency, this incredible ability to be free and empowered in life and to expand without fear because if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. I'm full anyway. So, you know, it got rid of all of the neediness in my life of I need, I have expectations and I need outcomes. You know, I came from a very expensive house that, you know, was like a mini mansion into extremely humble uh, surroundings, which I'm still in. And, you know, I used to have all of these things in my life about I've got to get to be and I didn't actually realise at that stage that actually what was important was being and then the getting is just a bonus and if I don't get it, it doesn't matter because I'm already happy and fulfilled. So it just, the narcissistic experience changed everything in my life. That's why it's a gift because this internal freedom um, to be and to be authentic and real, I, had n- I didn't have it before the narcissistic experience happened. And... And and I'm not just talking about concepts. Maybe I read those concepts. Maybe I believed in them, but I didn't embody them. I didn't feel them. I didn't know them. I didn't own them. I didn't make them me. Since the narcissistic experience, in order to heal and recover, I had to do that. And thank goodness it happened because being this person in this way is just, I don't care what it took me to get here. In fact, I'm grateful for whatever it took to get me here because life before and after are like two completely different universes. This one's peaceful, unfolds easily, works, it's no stress, I love it. I've got just this great space to be inspired, love and create without the pain. And the old way I lived, even before the narcissist, I was chasing my tail dependent on people or situations going right in order to be happy. So, you know, it was a very precarious emotional way to live. So I am absolutely, look, and I've said it in my books and I've said it to so many people, on a human level, my ex-narcissistic partner is a stinking pile of dirt. Horrible person, okay? But, and I don't actually have a charge on that, it's just an observation, But on the higher perspective, he was my most profound healing angel up to that point in my life that came into my life that gave me myself on an incredibly powerful level. So when I look at that, and Barbara DeAngelis writes about this in one of her books, and when I read that paragraph, I was on the way to it. And I cried with love and relief. And what it was is a scene of, you know, I'm upstairs up in the cosmos and I'm coming down to earth again and I'm saying, well, I really want to work on my boundary function and my codependencies. I want to heal this. And then this person puts their hand up and says, dearly beloved, because on a soul level I love you so much, I'm going to help you with that lesson. I'm going to stick my hand up. And, you know, if you, if you have me as the person that delivers the lesson and the gift, 
you know, I, I'd like to sign up for the job. Now, that was my ex-partner, my ex-narcissistic partner. And that person, on that soul level, delivered that gift so much that he hammered me into the ground relentlessly until I got it. And if it hadn't been for him, I wouldn't have got it. So and I'm that's really right. grateful. You wouldn't. And, no. you know, and even when you get to that point where you start to realise that stuff, it's, um, you actually see the, the way your whole life actually lines up to get you to that point, you know, and like, you know, even going back with that, a lot of these these women, like, say, on the forums actually had a narcissistic parent to start with. So they were always set up to actually end up in that position. And when you try and turn around and say, well, look at look at the gift in this, you know, you can actually, they, they can just about leap through the computer at your throat because it's sort of like, no, just start looking at what you can gain from this experience, not what you've lost. Because really, you know, one of the things is, is going through that experience, you come back and you say, well, you're losing something, what, what you're, you think you're losing here, you never had anything to start with. So... Exactly, the exactly. My perspective, perspective needs to do a 180 degree people. turn. But I'll stand by this. I've not met anybody that's come through into a narcissistic relationship that when I go into quantum freedom healing on them has not been doing that narcissistic abuse and sustaining it in past lifetimes leading up to this. That's why they attracted the childhood they did. That's why whatever we're carrying vibrationally from lifetime to lifetime, if it's not aligned and in truth and with source, it's going to keep showing up. The stuff we've got aligned and with truth and in source previous to this lifetime, we're going to be naturally good at that. You know, you're born and you're naturally good at whether it be managing money or... Um, you know, doing a career or having friendships. It's a no-brainer for you. It's just always been easy from the moment you hit the ground. But if you haven't cleaned up relationships and abuse and sustaining abuse and codependency and all that sort of thing, you are going to be born into a family that totally matches that because you are a vibrational being. You know, we understand that even a table, if you look at it under a strong enough microscope, it's vibrating particles, it's energy. Your energy, whatever vibration you are at is the complete attraction of the life you're going to live. So you cannot fix and change the outside because you're creating it. I drew him into my life because I had horrible fears on persecution. I had horrible judgments about people that do the wrong thing. I had all of these, no, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. You know, and my childhood set me up in a lot of ways. Absolutely it did. But I already had that stuff going in my vibrational being before I even got here. So I attracted me. And that's not to say I'm a narcissist. I'm not a narcissist. I attracted the very things I feared, which was about being persecuted, not being trusted, not being believed in. They were huge issues in my childhood. And as we all know with a narcissist, the narcissist stands there and you are wrong. You are bad. You are a person. So it's a and, total... And that's what you do. Yeah, you, that's, that's the way I see it. I mean, you know, you, you, you attract those personality types because they will reveal your shadow to you. And they're Correct. the only ones that can. Correct. You know what, Nance? We could have done a whole other hour on this. Because we're out of time. I know. 
Well, you, you this always happens, doesn't it? We just get in. right in the swing of it and it's the hour's over. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And look, I wanted to let the listeners know there's two new uh, narcissistic resource e-books on my website in the Empowered Self section. One of them has gone off like a rocket. It's actually being purchased from 50 different countries at the moment and it's how to do no contact when narcissistically abused. It's $14.95 Australian. It's incredibly cheap. It's life-saving and life-changing. So please go on. Um, if you're struggling to stay away from a narc, it's exactly what you need to do. So anyway, we're going to say goodbye, Nan. Lots of love, everybody. Yep, goodbye, everybody. All Good right, <laughs> and we will, and I'll be seeing you all next week for... Um, another show that Dale and I are doing which is about getting life right and we're encouraging questions to come in and it's going to be an awesome show. All right, everybody, lots of love and have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>